Today on Gamerhead Radio, we're releasing the new Gamerhead Radio XL. Where the fuck's the charger? Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, actually known as uh, Fallon Flynn. We're for villains! Come on! Also in the studio, as always, is the Technotronicorn himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. Hello, Charlie. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And uh, the goat. That's me. That's right. How you guys doing this week? Good, good. You know, for our second episode of the night, pretty good. <laughs> That's true. So we're stacking them on thick. It's good. Uh, in case you don't know what we mean by that, um, we just finished up recording uh, our. Uh, um, the audio should be posted by now, but just in case something happened and it's not, um, this is episode 97. Uh, episode 96 was recorded live on Twitch, and I should be pulling the audio off of that and posting it online for everybody to hear. But uh, it was basically, uh, we mentioned it last week also, it was a quick little live thing on Twitch we did, um, just uh, introducing all of our listeners and now viewers to uh, Mr. Jonathan Santiago and just uh, letting them get to know him a little bit and a little bit of the other way around, too. And, Hello! Um, it was a really good time, so we, uh, we'd we like to thank once again everybody that managed to join us for that stream. We had a, we had a blast. So. Oh, man, that was a lot of fun. It was good times. Thanks, everybody, for making me feel welcomed. So what do we got for releases this week, Charlie? Well, I've got some good news. There are some games coming out. About fucking <laughs> so time! All right! Uh, so on January 20th, we've got uh, the best of arcade games coming out for the PS3 and PS Vita. Saints Row Get Out of Hell, that is not a mispronunciation, coming out on PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Saints Row Reelected and Get Out of Hell, which is, I'm assuming, a, like the, the master bundle of all the Saints kind of Row. Kind combo pack. Yeah, four stuff coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Ironclad Tactics coming out on PS4. Resident Evil uh, Remake, I'm assuming, coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Citizens of Earth on 3DS, PS4, Vita, Wii U, and PC. Splice on PS3 and PS4. And Black Guards 2 on PC. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, at least have a couple of games to choose from this week, which is uh, better than it's been the last couple of weeks. So, hooray. Which was one and two games, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, respectfully. Anyone yeah. wanted to touch. <laughs> no, no, no. One can only assume that all of these studios uh, know that everybody is tragically broke after the holiday season. So they just probably better not to put their, their games out at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But on... Um, Next uh, next week on the 27th, uh, we're looking at uh, the most notable thing again is Grim Fandango Remastered on PS4 and Vita. Yay! Which I have neither system of, so I'm a little, <laughs> a little depressed I'm not going to be able to play that, but I, I, I will somehow manage to find a way to survive. Uh, then later that week on the 29th, uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out in the Wii U eShop, which I am excited about. I played through half of the first one when it originally came out, um, and um, just for no good reason got distracted. I couldn't remember why because it's been so long. Um, I'd never touched the other two, so... I played the first two. Third one's still on my to-do list. Relatively interested in that, depending on a price, which I, I, I didn't catch that. And then on the 30th, um, the, again, that game, that episodic anime-looking uh, game, it looks like Life is Strange Episode 1, coming out on pretty much everything. Um, so, yeah. Hooray, Good uh, times. Hooray for games ramping back up. That's exciting. There you go. Uh, John, what have you been playing this last week? Um, this week was a much better week for me than the last couple of weeks. Um, I started out with playing... I, I, I mentioned last week that I was going to finally get around to talking about the Halo uh, Halo 5 multiplayer beta. Um, last two weeks, I just I would, I would got a little time in with it, but not enough, I felt, to opine 
on the state of the game and because uh, they kept adding maps and weapons to the beta as it went on. Have they, have they been like tweaking it and improving it also or uh, just adding I, content? I think they're just, they've just been collecting data as far as 343 is communicating to uh, the community. But uh, they've been putting in new maps, new weapons, and it ended up with three game modes in total. Um, and I think six maps in total, and then uh, sort of a mishmash of weapons coming in and out. Uh, it it feels very different. If you are a big Halo multiplayer person, and I have been on and off for years. Um, I won't play it for extensive periods of time, but when it launches, I always have a good time playing them online. They're fun games. Um, this feels incredibly different. My initial reaction to it was that I hated it. I hated it. It just doesn't... Um, that changed over time, which is part of why I wanted a little more time with it. I wanted to try not just the different maps they were putting in, um, one of the game types, which is a brand new game type, and then some of the weapons. It, If you're familiar with how Halo plays online, it f- literally feels different. They took the weight of the game. Halo is notorious for being floaty. And sure. they they took a little bit of the float out. Things feel heavier. They feel okay. weightier. It feels like a more modern shooter, uh, which is a trade-off. The good side to that is is that it, it is competitive with newer multiplayer, like online multiplayer shooters. The downside is is that in order to make it feel more competitive with current shooters, they had to sacrifice a little bit of the Halo-ness. Um, it feels a little more like a Call of Duty game with a Halo skin on it than it does Halo now. The weapons sound different. They changed a lot of the very familiar kind of iconic sound effects. Sounds different. Feels a little different. Like, um, like they remastered the sounds, or they have no? New they sounds? changed some of the sounds out entirely. Most I'm not of the sure sounds how out. I feel about that. That bothered me yeah. uh, because that's part of what made Halo feel like Halo to me. Yeah. Sniper rifle sounds different, and they even the the UNSC rocket launcher completely different rocket launcher. It doesn't even look like the one the sort of like cigarette tube looking you know right. kind of uh, rocket launcher that we're familiar with completely different rocket launcher which hmm. is disgustingly overpowered in the beta why the splash damage range on that is obscene it's unavoidable almost huh. um you know a lot of mobility with dashing left and right um my biggest complaints with it not to get too far into because it, it is just a beta you know and we're not reviewing it um it it doesn't feel like halo to me if you play it for a little while, you adjust to the feel of it, and you maybe don't have a problem with it. Everybody's really hyped upon what they call Smart Link, which is basically just aiming down the sights. Um, which, if you get shot while you're aiming down sights, it pulls you out of the scope. Same way that it would in like the sniper rifles or the pistol, if you're familiar. Um, pulls you out of that. So you get penalized for getting shot while you're looking down sights, but it's essentially the same thing. It doesn't really add or take away from You can still fire from the hip like you're used to in a Halo game. So you can play either way. In that regard, it does give... A dimension to the game that people maybe didn't have before. People who hated having to fire from the hip all the time will get to aim down sight. And both can happen in the game and coexist uh, well. Um, it's going to be hard to tell until they put it out for release. Okay. I, I didn't hate it. I was not thrilled with some of the changes they chose to make because it doesn't really feel like Halo. It feels like another game. It borrows from uh, you know, Advanced Warfare, Destiny, and a little bit from Titanfall. The problem is, is that of those four things, Titanfall still kind of does most of it better than the others. Okay. So, um, you know, I had a good time with it. I, I played with a friend of mine. We were able to throw down and have a good time with it. But, uh, you know, that was it. That was as much as I could get into that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was kind of long-winded. I just, like, I waited for three weeks to talk about it, so I had to cram it all in. Um, I played Assassin's Creed Unity, Dead Kings, uh, started the expansion, the free expansion that they uh, they gave to everybody as a as a, an apology for fucking everything up. Being broken, yeah. Exactly. Wait, wait, um, wait, John, was the, the expansion, does it work? 
It so far it works. <laughs> there were a couple of weird. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was Charlie knocking on a very thick piece of wood. Um, it uh, it works so far. Um, they did add a couple of mechanics. You have a a lantern. You're in kind of like catacombs underneath yeah. a, a different part of France, and uh, you dip this lantern in oil to keep it lit. When it's lit, it scares like bugs away that might be covering your path. Or it, it's it's a it's a tool that works as a mechanic in the game that's designed specifically for this expansion. Can you only see if you're using the lantern? No, Is it that I kind mean, of thing? It, it okay. helps. It helps so in the like areas. Yeah. Doom four. No, no, no. It's not pitch black down there. Um, but it's definitely a different mechanic. I haven't had a terrible uh, amount of time with it just yet. Um, it seems, it seems like everything with it is. Um, it's pretty pretty good so far. I, I'm gonna finish it when I finish it. I'll talk about it a little bit more. But Assassin's Creed uh, Unity, Dead Kings. That was that was one. Um, I was I was allowed to borrow a Wii with a shitload of games. Not a Wii U, a Wii. I had one. I lost it uh, years ago uh, in a story that's too long to tell on the show. Um, Valid. And as a result, missed out on a large portion of games that came out for the Wii. So I've spent a long, a, a lot longer than I intended to when I popped it in this week playing Super Mario Galaxy because I never got to play it, which is nice. criminal and heartbreaking because it is fantastic. It's a great game. Um, and then at the the behest of you gentlemen, I, I decided to crack open the Telltale Vault and start a uh, Wolf Among Us. Hmm. And uh, what little I knew about it, whatever I thought I knew about it, I didn't know shit about it. Because I okay. popped it in and started playing it, and based on what I knew, I assumed it was just like kind of a you know American werewolf in in you know London type movie. Uh, not so much. Uh, no, it's very very original game, man. Very well thought out, and so far I'm right at the tail end of the first chapter. Love it. I love it. I was so engrossed, crazy engaged. Yeah, I a Wolf Among Us. I actually, I actually skipped when it came out just because I didn't know anything about it and I was playing. I strongly recommend it. Whatever so, it is, yeah. you might think it is. It's not, and there's some really brilliant undertones to the world they've crafted around the Telltale, cool. you know, engine. So okay, yeah. Wolf right. Among Us is based off the Fable comics. I, I had no idea. See, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. You know, and I've and I've seen really those books on the shelf. Yeah, to begin with. So, it's I mean, great. You've got yeah. a lot of content there. The okay. the look is right. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best use of their sort of cell shady sort of graphic style that you've seen. Probably the best use of that I've seen. Better than Tales from the Borderlands because I thought that game was gorgeous. I have not played Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> ah, okay. I know you talked about it and you loved it, but this game and I'm playing it on PC. Just just to oh, be okay. clear, it, it runs really well. It's very smooth. It the the sound is great. The voiceover work is great. And the soundtrack is what I didn't expect to be so good. Like it's got this hmm. like kind of eighties vibe to it, you know, pop synth kind of eighties vibe to okay. it, which is really nice. fucking cool, man. Um, kind of a seemingly, at least in the first chapter, kind of a murder mystery, and I really dig it, man. I if okay. they, you guys recommended to me last week that mm-hmm. I crack this open and get into Telltale games of any sort, and I'm telling you, since Charlie didn't play, try to get on Wolf Among Us. The only really Telltale good. game I haven't played at this point. So. Oh, it's good. Well, you might I dig as it. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it for me this yeah. week. It's on uh, sale like every other week. It's yeah. it's true. I, I only paid five I, bucks for it yeah. in a Steam sale, of course. I right. thoroughly God enjoyed it. it last year. <laughs> Go. No, it's good. Uh, just the crew. That's all I've done. <laughs> but I have lived. Lived in the crew. I, I I don't know. It's it's seriously my destiny. It's like didn't but, I say last week that for about the next five or six weeks yes, that's what did. we're gonna say. Go yes, play. Yeah. I was being a smart ass too. No, the more I play it, like it, it's it. I don't know. I I I get why people play Destiny now. Because I mean, it's <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's not like the train wreck you can't stop playing. The crew is actually pretty decent. Like it's taken the good stuff from racing games and put it in there, and and then gave you this MMO 
monstrosity to work with. Monstrosity. <laughs> so, I mean, the other, I was telling you guys off air, I literally did a mission last night that took me a real-time hour race. And you were driving from where to where to where? Uh, that ra- race, it was uh-huh. a race. Yeah. <laughs> not, even, not even like a, a fetch quest or anything, no. Like, full-on, balls-of-the-wall, hour race <laughs> from, um, where the hell was I going? I was in the East Coast. Like, I was in the East Coast, and I had, to, I had to go all the way to the Colorado River through New Orleans, though, and yeah. then loop back around and end in St. Louis. Yeah. And that was wow. one mission. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Time well spent. Yeah. And it was like, did, yeah, I'm like, what, what? And it didn't seem like an hour. Right? I mean, when I got done, my fingers were like, yeah, that was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And so, like, I know you're pretty good at racing, mm-hmm. but this is an arcade racer, and so it seems like, pers- I, without having played it, only seeing it a little mm-hmm. bit, I would, ex- I, would, I would at least expect there to be some rubber banding happening. Um, so, but for you, I would imagine, well, I guess what I'm asking is, it's like throughout this race of an hour long, were you trading places with with the with the CPU a lot there, or did you kind of maintain a lead throughout the whole thing, or like how did that go? Um, actually, I was fighting with the second place guy. The first place guy just took took the fuck off. He, oh, okay. I, the closest I got to the first place guy, honestly, was like 150 yards. Oh, wow. it was okay. it was a CPU. It was yeah, it was okay. just me, just me, right. and then uh, some other uh, like CPU NPCs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, it was me and like second through fifth, like. It was like, you know, you'd get some space, you'd, you'd screw up, they'd screw up. You know, it was kind of realistic to where, like, there was, like, saving graces and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, I wouldn't say, like, like true rubber banding. They kind of, you know, they they put in oopses to make it at least challenging. Okay. Mm. So, because, like, the second place guy at one point, like, just ate shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's in front of me, mm. he's, we're doing, like, 200, he just, like, he, he, he hits a car. Because I mean, there's points where traffic, right? right. And he, he just nicks this car, and it's just off into the sunset. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better you than me. Yeah, I'm like, eh, thanks for taking that grenade. See you yeah. later. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's just, and everything, if you get bored, you know, there's like, there's so much content. I can't, like, I put in six hours a day, or well, last night, technically. So. Wow. And I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. So it's wow. a big time sink then. Yeah. Man, madness. So, but yeah. So it's, it's destiny for racing nuts. If you're a racing game person and you want, want, and your buddy's all crying about or, you know, raving about destiny, the crew is your destiny. Bet you the crew's got more <laughs> of a story. It, it does so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what about so. you, Charlie? Uh, so take everything that Gocha said and replace it with Sunset Overdrive. That, that's been me this week. Um, I am, I am, in love with this game, it is just so much ridiculous fun. Um, I played a mission. I played a mission the other day. So the my character um, has to get a boat built to escape. Like the entire plot of this game is uh, is that my character is trying to escape Sunset City, um, where where this where this catastrophe has happened. And so um, at this point in the game, her goal is to go to this guy who can build a boat essentially to get her out. Um, it's a little more complex than that, but you know, keeping it simple. Um, so this guy happens to be the king in a group of LARPers, or if you're not familiar with that acronym, live action role players, like people who go out into the woods and play Dungeons and Dragons with foam swords. <laughs> kind of a there thing. you go. <laughs> um, and so, but um, apparently when, 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 the, when, the, uh, when Horror Night happened, which is what they nicknamed the night where people drank this energy drink to turn them into monsters, when Horror Night happened, um, the LARPers were out 
LARPing and uh, <laughs> caused them all to have like a psychotic break. So now they're like the LARPing is like they believe like that's just how it is. They're not acting anymore. They're actually believe that they're like in like old English and like <laughs> it is fantastic. Is. So the mission that I had to go on was um the the, the king is sick and um uh, I forget exactly what happened to him, but we need to get him like cough syrup. But of course, because they're in old England you know, whatever, like, we can't just feed him cough syrup because it's not time accurate, time period accurate. Mm -hmm. So I had to go, I had to drink an entire bottle of cough syrup myself, go wade in a pond of leeches so that the leeches could stick onto me and absorb the cough syrup so that we could then put the leeches on him and bloodlet the cough syrup back into him. So of course, totally using it in so ridiculous why haven't but, we thought of this since sooner it's but modern of, medical science of huh? course because you're tra- you're talking about drinking like like a sam's club sized bottle of cough syrup hallucinations <laughs> ensue <laughs> and so like it's just this 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 level where you're just like you're 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 just hallucinating all this crazy shit and like the, the game is very you know they're 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 um you know it's 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 definitely rated m for mature and so like the just the dialogue is just it's so hilarious and um so yeah, it's just the, the game is just so intentionally over the top and and intentionally fourth wall breaking. Like she's like uh she's in a mission with another character and the character's like, We're gonna die and my character's like, Yeah, but don't worry, I'll respawn. Like right over there. <laughs> it's just I am in love with this game so 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 much. I mean, like to me for me, Xbox One purchase like justified in this one game. <laughs> See, it's, everybody's, it's so everybody's big on it, man. Yeah. I, I've got it. I started it. I'm maybe two hours into it, and I, I love the aesthetic. I love the humor. Yep. I am having a hard time adapting to some of the controls. Uh, uh, I did it first, too. I've gotten pretty good at it. Everybody um, tells me that if you, the farther you get into it, yeah. you just, um, I don't know, you grow into it. You know what I mean? So I'm riding it out. I'll be riding it out. That's probably what I'll, one of the things I'll be playing next, coming up, uh, getting back to it. But. Man, uh, and it, it throws me off so bad when you're not bouncing or riding rails. If you're on the ground, flat-footed, like there's no there's no dashing, and they make that clear in, yep. the, in the loading menus. You want to yep. dash, you got to grind, yep. and it, it's so jarring to me to not have a dash when you're on foot. Yep. That it's gotten me killed once or twice because I'm like, oh fuck, I you need to get off the ground. Shit. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just like um like a Titanfall. It's like you can't be on the ground. Yeah, I've learned you will die fast. if you're on the ground. Don't 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 yeah. stand still and stay off the ground. Yep. No. Yep. It's an awesome game it's, though. Great job. It's phenomenal, and um, and also talking about there being like Goat said with his game, uh, like just like tons and tons of content. There have to be a thousand, literally a thousand things to collect in this game between all the different collectibles which you need to get to like, uh, like buy amps and like buy upgrades and like get weapons and stuff like that. Like there have to be like there's because there's like a hundred or fifty or two hundred like ten di- like uh, like six different items and and just like it's just it's so much stuff. But they do the same thing that the later Assassin's Creed games do, where you can buy maps in-game maps to where all the items are and so um i don't i don't know if i'm gonna 100 this game just because there's so much and I've, my backlog i've talked about is pretty long so but um i don't know I'm, I'm just loving being in this world so much i may just do it i don't know that I very yet. same friend that i mentioned i played the multiplayer beta with the halo 5 multiplayer mm-hmm. he 100 it he's he's like a big wow. achievement hunter man and okay like a hundred thousand plus gamer score you know so wow. nuts, okay. nuts crazy I think you should, Charlie, because the last one, the last game I remember you being this like into and like all about uh-huh. was Fallout. Um, you know, that's actually probably a valid comment. That that's probably true. I, <laughs> I don't know. You I, did I don't say you hundred percent Child of Light, even though that's like a fraction of a fraction. Of <laughs> I did hundred percent Child of Light, but I did not enjoy Child of Light as much as I'm enjoying Sunset Overdrive. Oh wow, that's a big statement. Yeah. yeah so, 
I think you should. So, yeah. It's been a while since you've 100 percented some. And then we never saw Charlie of, of again. The, of like, a, like a full game yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to, we'll have to see how my backlog pans out because Assassin's Creed Black Flag is staring at me and so is Shadow of Mordor. And those are game, two games I really want to play. There so. are more games I wish I could 100%, but I know if I choose to do that, yeah. I'm going to, the backlog is going to topple over on yeah, me, man. Yeah. It's, I'm already buried. It's yeah. just going to, it'll, it'll suffocate me at that point. <laughs> that, that's, that's precisely what I'm trying to avoid. So. Yeah. Well, now that you know we've done this last week, let's see what the video game industry did this last week. Okay, coming in at number five this week, uh, Twitch is getting into music and has some free songs for you. Um, this was originally published on Polygon. So uh, this week, Twitch, uh, the Twitch music library went live. Uh, what this means is there are 500 duty-free songs that you can play in the background or include in your live streams now that won't get your videos yanked from the air, won't cause royalty problems for Twitch. Um, they're working with a handful of record labels that are providing them with a, basically a catalog of what, what is a starting point of 500 songs uh, and will build towards being presumably a bottomless pit of, of music for use. So, so we're not talking about music done by like Joe Schmo in his basement. Like These are like... <laughs> like signed like artists these are signed artists my okay. understanding is is it, it varies in range from um, you know quality of artists in terms of how how well you may know them or how big they may be but i think this is kind of the first step to what seems to be a, a foothold in something they intend to grow the way they're talking about it okay um uh, on top of having those things for use they're also taking those 500 songs and letting you stream them if you're not broadcasting and you're just wanting to listen to music you have the ability now on twitch to just dig into that library and use it as a streaming medium which is kind of a strange thing um seems like they're trying to take twitch and and build it into something that that has more legs than just broadcasting um they did also mention that they're interested in in attracting live music artists or you know anybody's doing live anything that's not just video games into starting to use Twitch as a broadcasting medium for that stuff too, you know. Um, a lot of music artists actually do seem kind of excited and receptive to the idea of using Twitch as a live broadcasting point for whatever it is they're doing, presumably live you know, acoustic shows or something. Um, but I guess, theoretically, it, it doesn't have to be limited to that. You can technically set up a camera and, and broadcast a live event at a club or bar if you wanted to. So um seems like Twitch is definitely trying to... Uh, Kind diversify of, yeah just yeah. diversify yeah. what it is that they do um and that's that's live now like they've got this entire thing set up so that as of uh this past week you can do whatever it is that you want to do out of that selection of things so uh kind of interesting to see whether that's going to affect um kind of interesting to see whether or not it's going to affect other other mediums you know and how how it's going to take their competitors and force them to think about changing their product because there's not a lot of not a lot of people doing live broadcasting but the ones that are doing it are all doing sort of whatever twitch does then they kind of start doing it so i'm curious to see if if this is just going to stay with twitch or they're gonna you know competitors are going to start adopting trying to adopt music libraries and change it up so yeah, i don't know it just it seems i don't know i think it's going to be that whole like twitch does you know we we have we have our our top guys for the three different worlds you know twitch is your broadcasting stream youtube's your video and then we'll iTunes is basically your music and podcast. Right. And like everybody else is kind of like puts their hand in that pot to be like, well, we could do it too. 
and as well, but we can do it. And I think yeah, that's where gonna... Yeah, Ustream is the only other major video streaming platform out there that that has managed to like maintain a name for themselves. There's been a couple other big ones that have like gone under that just couldn't yeah. couldn't, couldn't compete. Yeah. And so um so yeah, it definitely seems like they're all finding their niche. Yeah, and I think they're just gonna play in each other's ponds just to like you said, set it legs down to be like, Well, we can tripod this out and hang out for a little longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> We'll see what happens with it. They did say, though, too, that uh, for those of you that archive your shows on Twitch, this music is duty-free in archived shows as well. So if you're posting that anywhere else on the Internet, YouTube, which there's a lot of claims and disputes with problems on YouTube, these are bands that are clearing people to use their music for live broadcasting in general. So if you want to put these songs, if you want to put an archived video from Twitch up on YouTube, it's not going to get yanked. You may still get... You know, they've got the, we heard about there's a YouTube's copyright bot, you know, that kind of right. filters that stuff. I don't know if that's going to be a problem. We'll see what it pops up. But these songs are supposed to be clear for that usage. So we'll see what happens coming up. Kind of a, kind of a strange story. What, what I would guess is that I know YouTube also has the, a similar library of just like royalty free songs that you, that you can use. I, I would, I would imagine that the library is probably shared between the two services. I would imagine it's pretty similar. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Um, you know, but I, I, I do feel like, this, if it works for Twitch and it, it takes off and it and and it works for the artists, mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that we'll start seeing adopted in other places because that has has been kind of a hot button topic for the last year, year and a half in particular um, with with any revenue generating ad based yep. you know, streaming services. So who knows? Maybe it could be the beginning of an armistice, you know, <laughs> of some sort. A little bit less. Uh, a little bit less cutthroat behavior on places like YouTube, Twitch, oh, and so let, on. Let's so. hope. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, in, a, in a really strange headline that reads, wait, what? Xbox just won an Emmy? <laughs> um, Eurogamer posted up an article talking about, uh, it seems that Microsoft was able to snag an Emmy for, for quote, industry-leading television on-demand media center capabilities. I have, um, I have to say, I, me the technic the the, the technotronicorn is embarrassed. I did not know this was a thing. <laughs> it's it's okay, man. You know, uh, I think that uh, the the tech community will be able to forgive you for your sins. He Thanks. was too, he was busy this week working yeah. on making sure that our live stream was beautiful. That fireplace was majestic. <laughs> we can forgive you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Good, good. Um, with that, they're they're talking about the one uh, the one guide app. That that's part you know major part. If you have cable, I don't have cable. I had cable, and when I did have cable, I used the shit out of my one guide. It was actually a really nice thing. Um, if you don't have cable, you don't even know it exists. Um, so if you don't have cable, or if you don't have an Xbox One, essentially what this amounts to is is that um, if you are running your cable box through the Xbox One because it has that pass through functionality, mm-hmm. and if you've set this all up, um, instead of using the guide that's built into your cable box, you can instead use the One Guide app built into your Xbox One. Uh, when you set it up, you tell it who your cable, who your cable or you know, or, or a satellite or whatever provider is, and um, and what area you're in and all that, and so it can get the right schedule. And then um, it will, you know, it will it will show you the schedule just like you know the you know any other guide will. But the other things that it'll do are kind of interesting is that um, it will show you it, it taps into Twitter, and so when shows are trending on Twitter, they get flagged on uh, in the one guide in the one guide app is as trending so mm-hmm. you know when so, so like of course when i'm sure when the emmys won for example or when the super bowl is going to be on or whatever or any other major event that people are talking about on twitter it'll show up as being a trending show just so to kind of highlight it and bring it to the surface um on the actual dashboard itself too um it's um i'm I, i'm in the beta so i'm not sure if this is in the live version or not 
But when you're looking at the main dashboard, if you go over to the side, there's like what's on, and it um it uh it, it combines uh like like popular YouTube videos from from uh, from your stream, um popular Twitch streams, and also now again trending one guide shows. So it kind of takes like you know video sources from from multiple sources, including live TV, and just shows like what's on and what's popular and what's trending. So um it, it is a really cool app if you um if you have an Xbox One and you're not running your 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 TV through it and have this all set up, you really should be because you're missing out. No, you are. I mean, when I when I did have cable, um, I, I got rid of cable to to do Netflix and uh, Amazon Instant you know, just because it's so much more affordable. But uh, when I did have cable, I used it all the time. I mean, you can literally just say Xbox, go to Cartoon Network or yeah, yeah. whatever your favorite channel is, and you can actually set it so that you take your favorite channels and put it in like... Um, you know, like a favorites category, mm-hmm. and you can say go to favorites, and then you can say the channel, you know, or you can actually say just the channel number, Xbox, go to channel 281 or whatever it is you're watching. So it was super handy. Yeah. Where were you with all this? <laughs> what do you mean? You said, oh, I could plug your TV into it, not a big deal. I was like, okay, so I didn't. You didn't tell me to do all that. <laughs> no, see, but you're missing. You can still use the one guide with a controller or a smart glass. Yeah, 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 but he did say, all, all I got from Charlie was, oh, I can plug it in. I was like, okay, whatever, no big deal. Sorry, I, tell I, thought, you, I thought that was all implied. As a late adopter who got one without a connect, you're missing out, man. The voice commands make a big I'm difference for that no. stuff. No, I hate no. <laughs> I'm on a mission. I think man. you can use the voice commands with the headset, though, can't you? Didn't, didn't they enable that? I never tried, so I couldn't tell you, honestly. I, I'm not sure on that. No. The only time I'm yelling at my TV <laughs> is when some jackass runs me off the road and crew. <laughs> you say that. No. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it's handy. It is very good. I um, toy around that. <laughs> in regards to the story, um, apparently the Emmys feature a category that a lot of people didn't even know existed yeah. Um, yeah, called the Emmy Award for Television Enhancement Devices. Who knew? I didn't. I sure as hell. I'm not going to lie. Before I started like researching the story, I had no idea what the hell it was. So who else has won this award? Um, the device, the, the, the little-known award has only gone out to a handful of devices over I imagine the years. it's new. It is. Were, well, yeah. it's, it's got a 10-year life, according to what really? I looked up. Yeah, Apple has won it. Roku has won it. TiVo has won it. And oddly enough, 10 years ago, Sony won it for uh, the PlayStation. I don't get it. How was that a TV enhancement device? Um, I, that I can, I don't know. That I didn't. They, they, ten I, years ago. Yeah, ten years ago they won for it. I you think know? that's when they uh, did the. Uh, is that when Netflix started streaming? On- no, no, no. It. I tried to research what they <laughs> won it for, and details were obscure. It was very difficult to find information on what it was that Sony won for, but it was huh. for the PlayStation. Yeah, maybe it was just because the PlayStation. They- PlayStation Two. 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 Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. No, I'm really confused. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I figured it out. Hey, we need to make up this award. Uh, who's big? Uh, give it to Sony. It's it's like the Meta- uh, it's like uh, um, Jethro Tull winning the heavy metal <laughs> <laughs> Grammy. So so it's so it's okay. All right. So so the the description of the award isn't quite what I thought it was. I thought it was enhancing television programming, but apparently it's making your TV better. So uh, I yeah. guess so. I mean, it was the thing is, is when you look up the information for the category and the award itself, it, it's so like when they're busy talking about all the the big TV stars that won awards for shit. This is the thing that they don't even fucking talk about on TV. This is one of the background awards, like one of the the door prizes you win for, yeah. for being part of the Emmys. Like, so um, not not so much an important thing for that event, but interesting to know that the video games actually get award nominations yeah. for this stuff. Just based on Charlie's synopsis of that, I just see this guy going, hey, "I want this PS2." Holy shit! Give it an award. 
Lucky I work for the Emmys. <laughs> Gold star, blue ribbon. <laughs> yes, it's definitely somebody's cousin that picked that. <laughs> or something. Uncle Steve, can so, you yeah. make an Emmy? Why, yes, I can. I happen to be chairman of the Emmys. <laughs> so, so, so Sony has one of these awards. Microsoft now has one of these awards. Uh-huh. So, so Nintendo, time to up your game. So- we'll never... <laughs> Ever. They just incorporated HD graphics, you know, HDMI compatible graphics but, but the, into but their the TV systems. App. Is but the TV app? Who knows? Maybe because the Nintendo's actually launching an anime channel coming up. Maybe they'll get some sort of award for that. You know, when the TV app initially launched back when the you know this is of course before the Xbox One and the PS4 were out. Um, yeah. You know, I, I talked many times about how Michelle's a big football fan. Um, with the TV app, you could set the game controller down in front of you, like on the little easel that it came with, if you got the deluxe edition, and turn on the TV app while you're watching football, and it would show like a little mini dashboard of like the football game, like what yard they were on, and like the last like player or whatever. So like there is this like goofy little thing in there that I don't think anybody has ever used again once they got an oh, Xbox One or super, PS4. That's super cool though. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that you like it exists, but you're never gonna fucking use it. I, and I think you were also supposed to be able to like pull up like a Twitter feed while you're watching a, a channel and like tweet with people that were watching the same show or something like that. I might be making that See, one up. See, nobody but. ever uses shit like that, but I love my tchotchkes, man. I have a, a closet. I don't know, maybe more than a closet. I have a disgusting collection of peripherals, experimental add-ons, and <laughs> shit for games that... <laughs> I loved when I bought, used three times, stuck in the closet, yep. and then lamented the purchase and, and the money I spent on it later. But I love that stuff when it happens. I, I'm one of those, uh, what was it a couple years ago on uh, PS3's uh, card game, I Have Judgment. I own I Have Judgment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought it. I was like, oh, it's so fucking cool. I played it probably six times. CPU was filthy, dirty, cheap, and I was like, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> it resides in my closet. <laughs> About three different times I've considered buying that Harry Potter Book of Spells uh, PlayStation Eye game for the exact same reason. Just as like this, it was, I've seen it on clearance for like five bucks. I'm just like, this looks awesome. But because I, I, but but I have it because I know it would just be the same thing. I would play it once or twice and then be like, eh, that's enough of that. I, I'm just as guilty. I uh, was uh, rustling through my closet the other day and found my U draw. <laughs> nice. Was like, oh. for, for which system? Uh, 360. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, forgot about that. You know what it is? If you if you play enough games and you play as many games as we have in our lifetimes, you hunger for new frontiers. Yeah, that's and true. There's a lot of great ideas out there. All of these things we're talking about were perfectly great ideas, but they're either poorly executed or the technology is behind the idea is way behind the idea. Or poorly timed. Yeah. yeah. And and by the time the technology catches up to the, the, the cool concept of the idea, nobody gives a shit anymore. But it, you know, I it, I always I think that's what it is. The spirit of adventure and seeing what's coming on the horizon always entices me to basically piss money down the drain, because that's what it ends up being. Well, um, if you don't piss money down the drain, in five years you'll be somebody will be over at your house. We talking about something? Be like, wait, wait, wait! And you'll run to your closet and be like, "Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> it belongs in a museum." And they pull out a, a Rob. Yeah, there hey, you go. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, buddy! I have, a, I have a complete Rob. He's. I think the resides. only thing I ever spent that much money on that I knew at the time I shouldn't have spent that much money on wait. that I still haven't would play is Steel Battalion. I, did, I knew one. you were gonna say that. I the knew fucking original one. I love that game. I still love that game. I, I'm gonna have to bring, have you drag that over someday. Yeah. It'll like, happen. I'll yeah. do it. We're gonna yeah. play it. We should. We should I mean, live stream Might have that. to have you rent an SUV to transport it. It but, is yeah. a disgustingly <laughs> difficult game, by the way. It it will it will make you feel bad about Wait, yourself. That should be our next live stream. Gamerhead does Steel Battalion. That's <laughs> right. I'll do it. Let's do <laughs> wow. it. 
So, I don't know. <laughs> um, moving on, coming in at number three. This is an unfortunate story and something you always hate to hear about when you're, when you're talking about uh, people who actually work in gaming behind the scenes. Journey composer Austin Wintory threatened by Music Union. Um, this was the information I called from Destructoid and Variety actually spoke about this. This is big enough that Variety was talking about uh-huh. it. Um, you guys might remember that uh, Austin Wintory was in trouble um, a year ago, two years ago, a year and a half ago, something like that, um, for doing uh, getting in trouble with the Music Union during his compositions for Journey. Um, he's back under their radar right now because he, he chose to do uh, music for the Banner Saga. He's the composer for Banner Saga. Um, apparently, um, the, the music union in L.A., uh, which is known as the American Federation of, of Musicians, has their eye on him for, quote, violating union rules. Uh, the, the Banner Saga score, if he records in L.A., he has to answer to the music union. Uh, in order to kind of get out from under that, he recorded uh, he recorded the soundtrack in an at-will sort of uh, free, not free of the music union state, uh, which is completely, it's a loophole, but it's completely inside the bounds of good taste as far as the union is concerned. The union is going after him anyways. He was already on their bad list. He so, was already yeah. on their bad list, you know. Um, it, it does seem kind of petty to, after something was resolved with an artist, it does seem kind of petty to go out of their way to poke and prod somebody but they also do have a notorious reputation for singling out video game composers i don't know why i don't know if it's that they don't take the craft seriously on that side of it if they don't recognize game composition as a as a contending serious uh form i don't know i don't know what it is but um they they're they're basically finding him twenty five hundred dollars and what is uh, the specific violation that they're claiming? The violation that they claim and i quote is for violating union rules apparently because he's a music union and an, and apparently a uh, what rule did you break? You broke the rules. A resident but rule of Los break? Angeles, they're expecting him to pay his dues as a, uh, a a musician registered with the union in L.A. He did not record this soundtrack in L.A. He recorded in one of three states in this country that you are that are free of union grasp, and I guess they didn't like that very much. Uh, he's saying that he refuses to pay the twenty five hundred dollar fine, and I got to tell you, I really appreciate. Uh, Really appreciate this dude's response to their fine. Uh, Wintry plans to ignore the AFM, AFM's demands, instead donating $2,500 to the Education Through Music charity, stating that the money there could be used toward building on dreams instead of destroying them. Wow. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's pretty blatant. They did say, however, if he refuses to pay the fine, which he is obviously not going to pay, he is going to be expelled from the music union. Um, now, what does that actually mean for him? So that he could only do music in one of these three states? Well, is essentially what it comes down to? No, it depends on what the AFM's you know coverages as a union entail. Some unions provide you with sort of a safety net for people um, sort of ripping you off when it comes to your royalties or what it is that you have to be paid. For example, um, as an ASCAP member, you have to be paid a certain amount of money. You, there is a flat rate that the union guarantees you get paid as an artist for doing X uh, job or you know A, B, or C job. It depends on the type of job you're doing to ensure that you are getting paid properly because so many musicians and artists get paid you know under the table or you know people you like to do like trade for portfolio work. You know they ensure that you you get paid at least something for your time and your effort. Um, so he won't have those protections. But unions unions can cause a whole lot of other problems, you know, if you're not on board with them, you know, depending on the type of union. So it's like legalized mafia. 
A little bit, but that's that's the unions, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's been kind of a, a jo- an old joke for a long time, you know. Um, so you got to pay your dues to get the you protection. Gotta, you got to pay your dues, you know. If you want to be part of the fucking union, you got to pay. We'll come over there and crack your fucking skull all over, you know, with the goddamn, you know, banner saga. What the fuck is a banner saga anyways, you know? <laughs> Um, so, you know, good, good for Austin Winery for standing up and, and, you know, fighting the good fight. I feel like his the donation to his cause is a worthy thing, man. There's not a lot of people who do that in the face of that kind of setup. So, but he's got a lot of followers and fans. He's a good composer. He's done good work. I've, I hope, I wish the best for the guy, you know, now, you know it, briefly in this particular example, I agree with him, but just for a moment, I'm going to take the side. I mean, I'm just going to take the, I'm just going to take the other, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. What is the problem with him just following the rules and just paying his dues and doing what they ask so that he wouldn't have these problems? Um, you know, that's something I can't answer. I, I wish that I, I... Obviously, in a situation like this where it's probably going to end up being a legal thing, you know, he did indicate that he's got his attorneys kind of watching his back on this because if he did record outside of the state, even if it's a loophole, there's no law saying that he cannot exercise the use of said loophole. So... When 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 legal things come into play, who knows, man? With the with the fine details and fine. No, but I mean, even just backing up from that in in the first place, like you know, with, with the issue that he had before, it sounds like. Oh, he he. It sounds cited, like their complaint he, is that like he's not paying his dues and he's not like playing by the union's rules and everything. If he's part of the union, then as a union artist and musician that lives or works in the greater Los Angeles area, he's required to use union musicians for his recordings. And which why, are why won't he do that? Because they're exorbitantly expensive. Ah, he okay. used musicians to help him record these arrangements that were out of state from where he recorded <clears throat> them and where he could pay a decent wage for their use and their help, pay them a fair wage, but not get gouged by L.A. numbers. So, so that, that's had, what it So was. if he had played by union rules, he would not have been able to make the Journey soundtrack? Is essentially he what it boils down to? He didn't state as such, but I'm sure uh, that's a question that comes into play based on whether or not he was what kind of budget they might have had to record it. If they had a predetermined budget, maybe it was a big budget. You know, it's a Sony game, smaller Sony game, but, you know, maybe he had a big budget. If he's doing it out of pocket, that's a different story, you know? So okay. depends on what the factor for that is. Well, and, and, and as a musician, myself, and I mean, all of us can, anybody, if <clears throat> you want, uh, you got two guys to do your plumbing. Do you want to pay a guy $89 an hour or do you want to pay a guy $59 an hour? Right. Same job. There's a lot of those sort of debates when it comes to, to composition and gaming because, you know, unlike paying a, a car mechanic or a plumber, you know, if you pay the small guy, you might get small work. You know, but musicians, there are a lot of great music, brilliant musicians who aren't union, and you can get great work from them for a fair wage without paying crazy expensive prices. Yeah. You know, and vice versa. Sometimes I've met musicians that are, you know, big, you know, ASCAP union members and very involved and big and. I mean, some decent-sized bands I've met in my years doing this, and I look at some of these and go, how the fuck do you have the legacy you do? You can barely play your instrument, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, it just depends, man. It's a, kind of a strange thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit I've never really understood unions, but I, I guess I accept it as, that it is the way that it is until it isn't the way that it is. Well, break your kneecaps until you understand the union. <laughs> how about that, buddy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, coming in at number two, those of you that uh, that that watched or listened to the episode watched, Jesus Christ, and we do one live stream, and all of a sudden, yeah. Gamerhead Radio is a TV show. Um, for those of you that listened to the episode last week, we 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 covered a really humorous story uh, that, that that had a headline that read, "Man hate buys Rosalina and and uh, Luma Amiibo so that fans couldn't have it." 
in a weird twist of fate this week, um, courtesy of Goat, Goat dug this one up through Destructoid, uh, Target to close all 133 stores in Canada, which is a huge headline on its own, where Rosalina and Luma Amiibo are exclusive. In Canada. <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. In Canada. Uh, in an almost poetic stroke of timing, based on that dude, I could only hope to God he's a Canadian citizen. <laughs> You know, it's going to go one of two ways. Either this dude pre-ordered 100 of those, those Amiibo, and he's going to get every single one of them and become the the Luma, the, the uh, Rosalina and Luma Amiibo kingpin of the North. <laughs> or he's not getting shit, and he got fucked. And I hope that's what happened, really. Yeah. But what, what do you guys think about this, of the timing of it all? I think, I think it's great. That's why I, 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 I had to make... Had to put it to your attention, but yeah, I, I hope. I honestly hope he becomes the uh, the Rosalina Dom of the Canadian North. You know, <laughs> <laughs> See, we're on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, like I'm like this guy's kind of an asshole. He's just being a sour dick. It'd, just, it'd be amazing to be like I hate bought all these. That's and, true. And uh, a stroke of luck, it bought me this four million dollar mansion behind me. <laughs> yeah, say goat goat wants a success story. Oh, you broke my heart, Rosalina. <laughs> no, because then he has to live with the fact that the person he hates the most. Is the reason he has a four million dollar house? Yeah, he's yeah. really lonely though. That, that 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 just tears on a man after a couple. Of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were a couple of bits of information that Target put out about the entire closing. Basically, they said that it's just going to be too expensive to sustain. I mean, think about that: one hundred and thirty-three Target stores. Target's not a small brand. It's not like they're closing five or six. One hundred and thirty-three of them. You know, uh, they did say that uh, obviously anybody that wants. To uh, any of the other sort of retailers out there that want to get up for grabs, who are willing to pay the dollars to make it an exclusive item at their store, have the ability to do that. So I expect we'll probably hear something about a some sort of a bidding war on those. Well, I imagine, yeah, I imagine that either some company is going to come up and they're going to say, "Okay, we'll give you what Target was giving you for it to be exclusive in our store." Or if nobody ponies that up, then it just won't be an exclusive. It'll just be everywhere. Maybe so. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I have to assume that's what's going to happen. It's not like they're just going to say, whoops, can't sell them in sure. Canada anymore. Sure, sure. I mean... Well, I mean, I think there's Toys R Us up there. They'll they'll, they'll pick it up. They're always... Maybe. Or I something mean, like given that. Given yeah, yeah. that it was billed as an exclusive, I would imagine that, that if you're crunching numbers upstairs, there's probably some measure of profitability to trying to... That may even raise the value of it you know, yeah. to a retailer. So who knows? One way or another... Um, yeah, I'm not particularly concerned about it. I mean, like lawyers are typically very good at their jobs and things like this. I'm sure there was language in the exclusivity contract that basically said, "By the way, <laughs> if you go out of business, we can sell this to somebody else." Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> I just thought about all the the time they got to do if they've already got these made and packaged and ready to roll, right? And all all of them with target exclusive stickers yeah, on the packaging. They, well, yeah, no, no, it's usually <laughs> printed on there. Yeah, yeah. So they have to redo the entire packaging of these again. They might as well just put stickers on the front. That what, what was that guy's name that that was doing the pre-orders? Is it Mario the plumber. Uh, yeah. We'll just put Mario yeah. the plumber exclusives on the back. <laughs> you know, and they just all go to that guy. He should win by default, just for being such a salty bastard. <laughs> so uh, a Nintendo representative in a uh, it was a Reddit AMA actually did kind of quote on it, and he said uh, retailer exclusives will be around as long as stores put the money up for them. But at this point, I don't blame anyone for completely giving up on these toys. And he said that because early on, you know, with the first wave, there were a bunch of, like, botched pre-order issues and stuff like mm. that. But I don't think anybody's given up on these things. Everybody's no. No. pretty into them. 
Cause especially considering um, all the the news Nintendo that announced this last week about the uh, the what's coming with Amiibos, I don't think anybody's giving up on them anytime soon. That's true. Speaking of Nintendo, <laughs> uh, the number one news story this week is Nintendo Direct 2015. Uh, did you guys have an opportunity to take a look at it and see uh, see anything coming out? I caught. I read a couple of the summaries, but that's about as far as I got into it. I had an opportunity to sit down and watch uh, the stream. I caught it about an hour after it originally aired. I uh, watched it on on uh, YouTube's. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of really good stuff happening for Nintendo this year. What it was that really shocked the hell out of me was they're they're putting out more games in the first quarter of 2015 than Microsoft and Sony have planned for the entire year. <laughs> wow. Some of these are, you know, like, you know... Uh, Horseshit um, titles. Well, no, some of them are... <laughs> like there's ports? a couple of, like, downloadable titles. Oh. There's a couple of titles we've already seen. You know, uh, some of the Wii games they're going to be putting out on Wii U and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it, they're not entirely new titles, to be fair, but their their first quarter of the year is packed full of. If you're a Nintendo fan, you're you're over there is raining down Nintendo gold on your head in the first quarter of the year, which is good timing for the gaming drought that that we've been kind of talking about last week, this week, and you know we'll be talking about it during the feature. But um, some of the information that they put out this week, just a couple things I wanted to cover. Um, Wave 4 for the Amiibo coming in uh, the spring. They did not release an announced date for it, but Wave 4 is coming. Um, Wave 3 is going to be out uh, next month, actually. I think it's on, uh, what was the date for that? February 15th, I want to say it is. There you go. Wave 2 is coming out. Or 3, pardon me. Um, they also did talk a little bit about, um, let's see, Mario Party 10. It's going to have its own set. Of Amiibo, they're doing a Mario-based, uh, you know, set of Amiibo, wave of Amiibo, just for Mario Party 10. Now, what does that mean? It's all Mario characters, like Mario, Peach, Donkey Kong. But I mean, like, we already have a Mario, so there's gonna be a, there's gonna be two Mario. There's gonna be different. Um, the the entire series, I think it's six figures in total, if I recall correctly. Uh, they're putting out. Uh, it will be compatible with other Amiibo titles so, so that, that, in the future. See, right there, that's where I get confused. Is because I thought the entire point of these Amiibos was that you're going to have these characters and they were, they were going to work with every game that's Amiibo, Amiibo enabled. That's true, so, but let's be honest. If Mar- if Nintendo can put out Super Mario, like like Flower Power Fireball Mario, uh, Bee Suit Mario, fucking Tanuki Suit Mario, they're going to put it out. They're going to do it you know, where they can. Yeah, yeah very, maybe they are variants. I don't know. They didn't yeah. state whether or not it was a variant. But well, they we, don't, show. we don't know, like specifically. Like, yeah, we haven't seen it could just be cosmetic. Oh, for all we know. Okay. I mean, I mean, right. the, the the chip inside could operate the same way. For all we know, but I I didn't see okay. anything about that that said it was specific or not. All right, that, um, that I get then. Yeah. So um, some of the games that are going to be compatible, uh, there are going to be a handful of games coming out coming up that are com- compatible with Amiibo. So some of those uh, Mario Party Ten, which I mentioned, Captain Toad uh, Treasure Tracker. Codename Steam, which is everybody seems really excited about because you're going to be able to use um, you're going to be able to use your amiibo, particularly to get Fire Emblem characters. You're going to get Marth, uh, Lucina, and Robin when those are available. You can actually use as playable characters in uh, Codename Steam, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, they all have they they kind of showcased during that portion of the event uh, some of the special abilities and moves that they have, and it looks like. Each character gets some really distinct stuff, so a lot of people seem pretty stoked about that. I know those are popular characters anyways. Um, the 3DS version of Smash is also going to be getting support for Amiibo as well, same way that Smash on, on Wii U is. Um, now, is that going to rely on the... I know because the new 3DS has the NFC sensor in it, but the existing one does not, correct? No, the new one does have... That, that's what I mean. The one that the, the one oh, that's not out does. yet. Yeah, that's right. So, well, essentially, it. if you don't have uh, a new a new uh, 
you know, 3DS XL, fuck you. Well, but that, <laughs> like, well, but that makes me wonder if they're going to put out a, a Skylanders-esque portal for the existing 3DS. I wonder. I, they would probably be smart, too, and I wouldn't be shocked because Nintendo, it's not sat out, not outside of their realm of comfort to put out, the portal's out, you know, the cheap part, anyways. So yeah, 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 you know, they've done, you know, all sorts of weird add-ons. If anybody's done weird add-ons yeah. over the years, it's Nintendo, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. They'd probably be smart to do so. They got a whole warehouse of the old Skylanders 3DS ones. Let's repaint them. That's it. actually yeah. entirely feasible. Maybe, you know, just pull the guts out of yeah. it and, and yeah. stick it in there. Yeah, yep. and they'd be smart. I mean, there's probably uh, probably money, money to be made there if they yep. don't do it. They'd probably be silly. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Way 4 figures, by the way, include uh, Robin, Lucina, Wario, Pac-Man, Ness, and Charizard. So, Ooh. good mix of those coming out, too, they announced. Um, Male or female Robin, or both? Um, I actually didn't see. They didn't okay. state, and when I was looking into it, I didn't look into it. But I'll find out. Because I remember that. Um, I remember that um, when we were talking about the amiibo pink kingpin before. I remember yeah, he yeah. was also talking about uh, hate buying the the female Robin figure because they were all female characters. He was buying up and like having some mommy issues oh. or whatever. And so I didn't know if they were also making <laughs> That's mommy issues. Well, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, yeah. So, a um, couple other things they announced during Nintendo Direct that I really appreciated. Um, the Wii, the Wii U is going to start getting Wii games. Uh, they did announce that the first handful of games coming out for that, uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two is going to be out. Nice. Uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy, which might be Prime for you, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, punch that's, Out. That seems to be the first one coming out because that one's I think is coming out next week. I think we said in the release. Yeah, yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, Punch Out and uh, Donkey Kong Returns. The best news about each of these: um, half price when they release. When they yes. launch, you're going to be paying half price. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is also going to be out too, which is you know that game's got an odd, notorious, expensive history uh, too. So if you can snag it at half price, why not? You know, it's a great game. So good stuff with that. Um, I'm curious about the, the the Captain Toad amiibo uh, integration. Yeah, they, jump, they, jump back they, a little bit, but um, I didn't I didn't catch what exactly was going to be the integration there. They didn't uh, they did not uh, as the, far as I saw during the during the uh, Nintendo Direct event they didn't really say what was going to be in it in that okay. one in particular they they brushed past it pretty quick talked about it and moved on like there wasn't okay. a lot of I'm sure that'll be a sort of you know to be determined or forthcoming sort of thing. It's the amiibo that's the integration. You, that's right. Thanks for that, goat. Appreciate the clarification. That's it. You can play with a figure sitting yeah. on the on the game it'll be, pad. It'll, it's uh, it's the integration of the same one uh, for the uh, second screen for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Great integration. I hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be amazed. You'd be like, I got the amiibo. Ding. What the hell happened to my screen? Thanks for scanning. Yeah, that, that's it. That's yeah. the integration. And it just goes black. Yeah. You're like, why does that's the screen awesome. turn off when I scan my amiibo? <laughs> Game's over. You won. <laughs> it runs without the Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's going to be a bunch of games coming up, obviously, for the uh, you know um, the new 3DS XL. Um, Majora's Mask, which looks fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the side-by-side comparisons of what they've mm-hmm. done with it. Oh, man, they've really touched it up. It looks really sharp. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate are all going to be available um, at launch. Or actually... Mar- um, which one was it? Uh, Monster Hunter and Majora's Mask will be available at launch. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is going to be coming in April. Uh, so when yeah. uh, when that drops, man, you've got some uh, right out of the gate. If you don't, like me, I don't own a 3DS. That gives me two good reasons to buy one right there. And each one of those is bundled with their own special uh, new 3DS. 
It's crazy, man. You can get like a silver one for the Monster Hunter, which is really cool if it was a Monster mm-hmm. Hunter. And then a gold yeah. one with that crazy Majora's, the Majora's guy on it. mask, sort of logo yeah. on it. Yeah, so. it's neat, man. They're doing some really cool things. They're tying everything together really nicely, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. Um, you know, then obviously the big thing that everybody was talking about was, uh, you know, the new 3DS XL. Um, a lot of people were asking, why why do we not get just a regular 3DS, uh, new 3DS? Uh, so, yeah, to, to, so to clarify, mm-hmm. America is not getting the America regular size. America is not getting it. Europe is getting uh, right. the regular size, the regular, the, the traditional, I guess I'll say, screen size. North America is the only one that's getting the only just the, the XL. XL. Yeah, which I'm kind of fine with. You know, honestly, if I had to, pick I mean, that's what I would get too. But yeah. yeah, it makes sense. America's the only place where people are like, I need a 90 inch TV. Yeah, I'm not the only, but I, I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> that was I kind of the sort of very silent impression that uh, that Nintendo gave because people did start to meet. Of course, as soon as the event was over, they're like, "Where's the regular one?" And and Nintendo kind of came out and said, each each region or market is left up to their own devices in terms of choosing which products they choose to carry. We can't force anybody to carry it. And they kind of gave the indication that North America doesn't want to carry the small ones, mostly because the XL sells well, probably because it's more expensive. And also because, I mean, this is, this is America. If you can get a bigger screen on anything, like you're saying, (laughs) that's probably what it is. I would imagine. I I love mobile gaming and handheld gaming, but if the screen's too small, I don't want to fucking play it. See, it makes my eyes hurt. Because yeah. I'm old. <laughs> I like my standard. The the the, the XLs just I, I don't have bear paws. <laughs> and and it's 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 cumbersome to yeah. play a bigger one, but I guess I'll get used to it. Well, yeah. there's a shitload of things coming out in this. Um as I said, if any of you guys caught the live stream, that I am I'm gonna be an incredibly late adopter, you know, to the three D S or the D S market period. And they finally put things in that, to me, make it feel like a complete product. I mean, the big thing everybody's talking about, of course, is the C-Stick, or I'm calling it the C-Nub, because it's a fucking nub. Right. Like the old laptop nubs. Kind right. of. They said it's more responsive than that, obviously. Um, I, I don't see what was would have been wrong with putting an actual stick on there, but I'm glad they put something for camera control on there. Right. Uh, NFC support, obviously. Uh, you'll be touching the Amiibo to the, uh, the bottom part of the screen, just flat on the screen there, and that's how it'll register. Um, it's got an extended battery life, and one of the things they showcased during the event that I thought was pretty nifty is it's it, with the battery life, it monitors your battery power levels, and when you get to sort of um, certain points in the battery life, it will reduce gradually reduce your screen's brightness levels to oh, okay. uh, to lengthen your your system's device or, or, or um, life you know, battery life. This cool. is really cool. Um, the thing everybody seems to be excited about next to the C stick is. They put in uh, eye tracking for the the camera that's on the front of the system, the top of the system. It tracks your eye movement so that the 3D, the screen adjusts the planes oh, for 3D. Huh. So any direction you're looking from, you don't have to keep your face turned right at the screen at just the right angle or holding at just the right angle in order to enjoy the 3D. They're still going to give you the depth slider. But a lot of what I was reading from people that had hands-on time with it were saying, you can put this thing at really sharp angles, and the 3D still carries because the camera's tracking your eye movement. As long as it can see your eyes, it will adjust the 3D for you. So, so, so now people can... When, you know, I think everybody at some point in their gaming career has done the thing where they like they're trying to see around the corner and then you know they like actually like move their head <laughs> exactly. to try and crane around the corner. They're like, oh wait, that doesn't help. And so that will actually help now. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's <laughs> worth noting that during during the event, Satoru Iwata actually said, and a lot of companies wouldn't 
would not verbalize their failures to a captive audience. He right. actually said in very broken English um, that we wanted to adjust this so that people could use it and instead of doing and he did say what most people do which is just turn the 3d slider off so he actually acknowledged that they're very aware that most people think it's a neat feature but they were just going turn it off gives me a fucking headache <laughs> so they they developed technology specifically for this to make sure that if you choose to if you want to enjoy a particular game in 3d you're getting the most out of it you know okay. and that i always thought that the 3d feature in the 3ds was awesome it just really doesn't make you go cross-eyed if you're not doing it right so, um, you know, good for them for implementing all this stuff. I mean, what do you guys think? Does this, uh, I know that, that you're a 3DS owner. Are you mm. a 3DS owner, Charlie? Uh, no, I've, um, so before, before you joined us, John, um, I had talked a bit about uh, my mobile gaming in the, uh, in the past. I did used to own a, a DS Lite, mm-hmm. um, not a DSi, just a DS Lite, and, um, and, a, and a PSP, uh, the, 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 the version 2001. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is when I was working like a retail job and like I had like lunch breaks and things like that. And I would like go out and play like during my lunch breaks and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But now at this point in my, in my, in my, in my adult life, um, I just don't have just with the way that I am, like I don't have a commute. Like I drive to work and things like that. And like, I don't take a lunch at work just because I'm too busy. Like I just work through my lunch yeah, because yeah. I don't want to be there an extra hour every day. Um, and, uh, when I'm home, I would rather play on my TV. And, um, you know, for, for the times where I do have some sort of desire to, like, play a game and I'm not in front of my TV, I have my Android phone or my iPad. So, just mm-hmm. in, in my current, I just don't have a room for a, a dedicated portable gaming console in my current arsenal. Um, um, I, I've, I've, I, you know, at some point, whenever I do get a PS4, um, if the remote play feature is, um, is working well enough on the, for the Vita... Um, that has me very interested to be able to like you know so like kind of like doing the second screen thing where like if Michelle wants is wants to watch up on the TV you know I can play like the Wii U on the gamepad same kind of thing sure, yeah, sure. so if, if the TV's in use that I really want to play Infamous or whatever I can just you know play it on the Vita instead sure sure um, but currently no I don't um, I just don't have any need or reason to get a portable a dedicated sure. portable gaming system do you have one though don't you go oh yeah do you get a lot of use out of yours yeah which I, version do you have uh, I have the standard. Yeah. 3ds yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you the, took it out on the road with you when you were yeah, gone, right? the <laughs> that's that's my saving grace everybody else is like oh we're gonna play call of duty i'm like fuck you i'm gonna play pokemon in my bunk <laughs> so as somebody who has an existing uh mm. you know 3ds do when they're announcing and talking about the features and the things that mm. you can get with the new 3ds do you feel compelled to upgrade your current system yeah i'll, I'll get a new one i like the they i like everything they've done um my biggest thing is i can't see 3d so when they we're talking about like the whole redoing the 3D system. I was really, really happy that the off button was still available. <laughs> now, at least the perspective thing you might be able to take advantage of because you don't need to be able to see 3D for the you know for if you if you move your head around the eye tracking will still work. Yeah, it won't be in you know it yeah, won't yeah. have a 3D effect mm-hmm. going on, but at least yeah. I assume that would still work even if you have the slider sure. turned down. Now, yeah. given given your bris- your busy schedule, obviously you say you don't have time to invest in picking one up. But if you had the time to play one, it does does what they're offering for the current system? Oh, if I had, yeah. if I like took the train or the bus to work or whatever like that, I would absolutely have it. So I was eyeballing <laughs> one earlier this year, one of the black and red XLs, and yeah. I'm glad I didn't pick it up now because now that I know that this is coming, I'm, I'm going to wait and, and see how everything goes with it. Now, it's good for you that you already own one <laughs> because the one caveat, the one thing that everybody's going, why did you do this? Uh, is it yeah. doesn't come with a fucking charger. I have one. <laughs> oh, here, have a mobile device that you can't charge if you don't already own one. Now, it's going to be compatible with existing 3DS and uh, DS chargers. I guess every DS 
variant since the DSi has used the same charger. Yep. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's so correct. the DSi and all the you know every, 3DS, yeah, you know, the 3DS, the 2DS, and so on the and so XLs, forth. The XLs, the ILs, the PLs, the O, yeah. All, those, yeah. <laughs> Look, all of this may just seem like a way to maybe cut some of the costs down, you know, or maybe they assume that everybody on the planet already has a dual screen. Not me. I don't have one, so I have to find a charger when I buy one. God damn it! But let me tell you what's really happening here. I know what's happening. They started a black market on the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> the GameCube adapters. There's an Amiibo black market brewing. And now they're trying to start a goddamn Wii U or a 3DS charger black market. I, can, I smell what you're doing, Nintendo. I'm on to you. So what they, what they don't tell you, though, is uh, those are all produced in Brazil. That's <laughs> <clears throat> it. They're, 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 they, they won't include the charger because it would make the prices too high in the yeah. U.S. And then they'd have to pull no, out so the market here. In Brazil, so, yeah. so they're like, oh, they're getting too close to like where the, where the treasure trove is. we got to get everybody out of here. <laughs> now... From the the technophile side of things, um, you know, it's I I can kind of understand why they would do this because just as an example, a lot of like real heavy gadget geeks have been asking cell phone manufacturers to stop including chargers with phones because people like myself, I have like fifty chargers. Oh, lying I saw around. your picture on Facebook, <laughs> by the way. You know, if if the the world ever runs out of cell phones, you're gonna have the corner on that market. Dude. And, I mean that's that's not even exemplary of like the chargers yeah. and USB cables yeah. I have. No, I, I'm gonna show you have. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you something before I leave. Um um it turns out being a cable hoarder and a <laughs> and, and a cat hoarder go very well together because those big plastic tidy cats litter bins yeah. make great cable storage. <laughs> oh, I would never have thought of that, but that is yeah. absolutely brilliant. See, Jesus. I, I'm still old school. I still use milk crates. See, all, all musicians in here. So. Yeah, I know, but I just, well, I also have, I also have the, the, uh, wire ties and like well, 3000 feet. Yeah. I, I have like adapters that would fall yeah. through those holes easily, but, uh, but yeah, I, so I literally have, you can ask go because he helped me move them. Uh, like a grid of like, I think yeah. it's like five by four bins now labeled with the kinds of cables and adapters that are in each one. So, yeah, so he, that's he, brilliant. Smart. So personally, <laughs> if 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 a cell phone company were to say like I'm gonna we're gonna start selling phones, they're not gonna include chargers. I'd be like, thank God, because I don't need any more. Well, so it's it's entirely possible. There, there's this whole e-waste, you know, green ecological movement going on. Um, about people saying like to you know like all this electronic cruft like let's just let sure, you know, people sure. need it like package it separately and sell it separately so it's in t- it's it's possible yeah being the optimist in the room <laughs> that, sure sure, that, sure. That, that this is the reason that Nintendo is doing this um, maybe not maybe it maybe it's a cash grab who knows but yeah could be well and that makes complete sense I mean I'm with Charlie on this like okay you don't have one. Go to Amazon, order it for forty nine cents, and I'm, it's on your way. And I'm pretty sure that like well, yeah. every GameStop everywhere has baggy like yeah. pegs oh, full sure of baggies yeah. of used. I'm also charges. expecting that with this announcement, knowing the way a lot of retailers work, and and people who probably have two or three of these things lying around, you're going to start finding some of these online for like five bucks less the retail amount for one. Right. You know what I mean? The prices are going to go up on them, I think. Yeah, John, if you really need one, I have two spares. I can give yeah, you dude, my I third. Dude, I will buy it off of you, man. I don't want to have to yeah. buy another I have cable. to have a backup. I always carry two because if it dies on the road, it's just easier to have a backup. Done. It's official. I'm going to get one eventually here. So... Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's that that covers most of Nintendo Direct. Uh, there were a couple of other odds and ends. They're going to be doing some, you know, uh, free to play downloadable games that they're putting out, and um, a couple of smaller titles. You know, nothing else that was crazy big. But uh, overall, 
first quarter for Nintendo is looking pretty good, and they're really, really kind yeah. of turning that system around. I'm hoping that they have a really good year. They're coming out swinging. But so let's say you're not a Nintendo fan or owner, and um, <laughs> you're you're looking for some games to play over uh, over the next couple months. Uh, we have some suggestions for you. So last week we talked a little bit about uh, underrated games and uh, and games that we felt uh, were were uh, below the radar in uh, in comparison to some of the other mass market um, juggernauts out there. And in the course of that discussion, we got to thinking about um, in uh, in times like this, you know, being uh, being as we're recording this in the middle of January, um, when releases are um, you know few and far between, especially if you uh, do or you know have or don't have particular systems. Um, you know, there might be a couple months um, that that you are looking for games to play because there's just nothing new coming out. And so we started to, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about and ask you guys about what you think about, um, you know, in these lulls in the gaming industry um, when uh, when there's just nothing coming out. And if you don't happen to have anything sitting on your backlog, uh, what kind of games do you go back to to get uh, to get your gaming fixed, whether it be a particular game or a particular style of game? Um and so, uh, who wants to start off? What do you guys? What do you guys think? What do you guys go back to? Uh, I mean, honestly, lately, lately, my my go to fallback game is Forza Horizon Two Online. Okay. And so, are you playing online with other people? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, you just do the online races. I mean, obviously, I beat the game. Let's be honest. You know, that's long, long done. But it's still new and fresh because it's online and it's always new players and stuff sure. like that. Or even like you know, I mean. That's the current one. I mean, I mean, who knows? It's usually it's usually the Forza Online stuff, though, just because it's fun. I know I like the game, and it, it, it occupies me, and usually there's an achievement or two that I missed from the online part of it, so it fills the time. And then by that time, something's happened or not. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's usually my, my go-to safe haven. So in general, is it like online racers? It, it like let, let's say Forza Horizon Two wasn't an option. Would, yeah. it, would it still be like an online racer kind of thing like that, or, or are there other genres that you go well, back to? I mean, and then I mean, I usually have a little bit of a backlog and stuff like that. But if there's a if if there's no Forza racing that's really getting me going or whatever like that, it's always I always I always have an RPG just sitting there just in case because that that's a month right yeah. there, <laughs> <laughs> just a month on my shelf waiting to be used. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and those are the only two I usually go to, honestly. It's either one or the other. Either I'm 75 hours into something Square did 10 years ago, or I'm racing online to hopefully wait till next week till something comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard for me to contemplate this kind of question because I have never not had a backlog. So <laughs> I have never found myself in the position to be like. I have nothing to play. Like I just never. Been, I don't remember that time either. It was I mean, like long time ago. I don't know if that's a problem or not, but that's just never a situation that I've been in. Mm. So it, it's hard for me to 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 even grasp the concept of this question. But doing the best that I can, uh, my answer is probably pretty much the same as yours. Mm. Goat is that I would I would try and find some like like eighty hour eighty plus hour RPG to go back into. Um, if I had to go back to something like that, I, that I've already played that I'm familiar with, I would probably go back, um, to like one of the fallout games mm. and just like, um, you know, cause like when I played through fallout three, I played through like, you know, I, I typically play through games, um, at being the good guy, mm -hmm. you know, so I might go back and like, if, if, if I, if I have absolutely nothing to play mm. and, um, I, I would, I suppose the first thing I would tr I would think about would be to go back and do Fallout Three like just as a bad guy because especially at this point it's been long enough I've 
I, a lot of the details have faded from my memory, mm-hmm. so it would it would still be relatively fresh for me. And especially like doing it the other route, you know, it would be it would be pretty much a new game, like a new experience. Yeah. So that that's kind of the direction I would take. So um, and generally speaking, I, now that I'm now I'm thinking about, it, I think that's probably the kind of thing I would do is, is I would try and maybe go back to a game that I enjoy that had a morality system and play through it the other way. Ooh, like Mass Effect. Mass Effect would be another good one to um to play through. I mean, like I know the endings are pretty much the mm-hmm. same. I mean, they, they really are all yeah. in almost all of these games. Yeah. But um, I've done I've done that with the fables. I mean, not because I have a lull, but because I a nut like that, and I'm like, oh, let's play it good, and it takes me right. twice as long to play it good. See, I always end up playing them good too. <laughs> that's surprising. When we were kids growing up, my brother and I would play games all the time. I remember particularly. Uh, in Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. if you can if you can squeeze that back out of your brain from back in the day, um, which is a Star Wars game for those of you that don't know, my brother and I would play it together, and I always had this huge bug up my ass about making sure that I played things as a good character, good guy. I remember the Skyhook battle, which is one of the last levels, a big space battle at the end. I'm running around trying to kill all the Empire and, and then finish out the level. I was really stoked. And I go in the, into the room one day, and my brother is sitting there, shooting all the X-Wing fighters out of the sky. I was like, those are your fucking guys! And he was just like, I don't care, it's a game. And I was just like, don't shoot your own guys! <laughs> so I was like, like this dorky uh, video game white knight when I was a kid. My brother was like, die, rebel scum! <laughs> so I, you know, it's kind of an issue. But he's always played games that way. If he could be a, a, a like a total shithead in the game, he was just like, oh, I'm stabbing this guy in the ass with a, with a hot poker because I can. You know, like, that's Get always guilty. funny. Yeah, there you go. Go. So that's funny. It's that you say that you play always play him as good guys because I've always done the same thing, and I always intend to go back and play as a bad guy in whatever like split decision game I can, but I never fucking get to it. Like I always move on to something else. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Which, which quick side note. Um, I don't know why, but I decided as playing through Tales of the Borderlands, I was going to play as the asshole. Just for I don't know why I made that decision, but I did. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because- we might have the similar endings this time. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like the guy that like they'll be like talking, and I'm like. Shut up. How do I shut you? Kill him. Stab him. I don't care. Just stop talking. I don't care what you have to say anymore. Wolf Among Us might actually split you on that because the the primary character in the game, you get the distinct feeling that he would answer as kind of an asshole sometimes. So you really feel compelled to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of got stuck on a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I I think what it is is that I have no attachment to the game or the characters. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't have, like, a problem. Like, like typically when I'm playing a game and um, if I have any sort of attachment to the world or the universe, it's like, I want to be the good guy, you know, kind of like that. But yeah. because I have no attachment, maybe that's why it's easier for me to be the bad guy. I don't know. I don't know but, how you play that good guy stuff. Yeah, I'm with him on that one, man. I gotta, I gotta go. Worst villain ever. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established this, though. My band often drinks tea on stage. Hot tea. <laughs> Pinkies up, motherfucker. <laughs> Is it Earl Grey? Uh, it can be. It okay. has been. Sometimes it's peppermint. <laughs> just, just checking. I just, I get this like this vision of Mister Agitator like walking with this old lady across the street, and this old lady going, "That was the nicest villain I've ever met." <laughs> That's true. No, I would be the one walking across the street. My brother would be the one walking across the shovel on the front. Oh, go, no, yeah. get out of my way. That's not true in reality. He'd probably help her just as much as I would. I can't let people know that though. He's a villain, <laughs> big hat, and all that. You know. Nobody listen to this show. That's true. <laughs> Um, John. For me, uh, I, I have a couple of different ways that I can pass the winter gaming lull. My first thing is to pour over my backlog of games that I have purchased and in some cases never taken the shrink wrap off of and decide which one is worthy of my time. Um, a lot of times I will don't even get to play. Like I, During Steam sales, I'll go back and look at the 25 games I purchased in the year install all of them, 
play the first 15 minutes of every one of them just to get some flavor for it. Pick maybe three that I'll actually finish in the year. So this is a narrowing down process for me when it comes to Steam games. And then for console games, um, RPGs, like Goat said, always a good bet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Uh, I, th- I find that a lot of open world games, if you haven't played a bunch of them during the previous season, because there's always a million open world games that come out now, sandbox and open world games are always a great way to kill time when there's nothing coming out, you know? Um, I also do find that if I missed anything, like right now I'm playing Super Mario Galaxy, was that like a seven, eight year old game? I'll go back and play things that I really wanted to get to at some point years ago and just dig those mm-hmm. up and play them, you know? Probably the best way to go. Every nice. once in a while, I'll revisit something that I really enjoy, this older game. But I'll also slot in, like, they're interchangeable, like, games from each genre. Like, um, whatever my fighting game flavor is at that moment, I'll go back to that. Or whatever my first-person shooter flavor is, I'll go back to that. Like, I, I do routinely go back to, every couple months, Titanfall. Even if it's only for five matches and then I don't touch it again, I keep going back to whatever, you know, in each genre <laughs> it was that I was playing. I'll go back to that, so. Okay, cool. So RPG seems to be where we all park. Well, any any big time consumer, I think, is what it yeah. is. Because for me, those are the ones I put off the most because they take up so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I'm waiting for a lull. I got Kingdom Hearts Remix 1.5 still in the rack, just waiting for that lull. <laughs> now is the time. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I have crew. I have crew. <laughs> you That's all he needs. Yeah. There's nothing else. Um, okay. Um, so I think uh, I think we've covered that pretty yeah, well. I think we're mm-hmm. all right. Let's see what you guys had to say. All right, so our mailbag question of the week was, how do you get through lulls in game releases? Are there any games or genres that you think are best to tie to gamer over? Uh, So on Facebook, Ricky Keller comments, I pretty consistently revisit Red Dead Redemption. The immersive world and compelling narrative definitely help me forget about any new releases or lack thereof. I find that games with longer drawn-out stories are better in that scenario. Multiplayer games played in rounds simply won't cut it as there are simply too many chances to exit from your escape into the game world. Uh, bonus Uncharted 2 would be more of a contender for me if it weren't so linear. Uh, if it weren't so linear, uh, yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, like I said, with RPGs, just anything mm-hmm. that's like time-consuming, uh, anything with a good narrative definitely fits uh, fits the bill there. Uh, and, da- and then uh, friend Danny Meckler responds: I constantly go back to Skate 3 from 2010. I've beaten the story mode dozens of times, but I mostly just skate around. The game had a really nice outline community. I'm uh, sorry, online community before EA quickly aborted that feature like the unwanted child EA thought it was. You used to be able to, rec- to record your tricks or judo-kicking pedestrians in the throat, uh, upload it to the EA site, and make your own skate videos. It was awesome. But since EA is, an abusive, is in an abusive relationship with their fans, I cannot read today. I am sorry. <laughs> um, Papa Bear keeps ignoring Mama Bear's pleas for a new game. I bought a new Xbox 360 when my old one broke after the Xbox One was out. Just so I could continue to play, uh, just so I could continue playing Skate Three. That's some dedication right there. Yeah, for real. But you know what? That was a. I remember when Skate came about originally. That was a really good series. You know, it was different, very different from like the sort of arcadey Tony Hawk games that were popular at the time. And it was kind of an underrated series. So, so being the ignorant person that I am, not really ever having gotten any into the skate into the, any skating games like that. Like, how was it different from Tony Hawk? Um, Tony Hawk was pretty much a hop on rails to grind, very arcadey in that you could kind of jump around and you know. Board tricks were all very formulaic, so whether whether you were in a half pipe or on flat ground or doing you know, rail tricks, once you knew how to do a certain move, it just became about 
getting as high into the air as you possibly could and chaining as many moves together as possible ah. before you reach the ground again um, for like maximum combos. Skate was definitely more realistic. It had more weight to it as far as physics are concerned. I mean, some of the height you would get out of the Tony Hawk games, especially the later ones, absurd. Absurd. <laughs> Nobody could go that high up into a half pipe land and not die on okay. impact. Uh, skate was the the moves you would have to do were less about button combinations and more about you would have to use the thumbsticks to kind of flick in very specific patterns and directions in order to pull moves off. So it was it was a very thoughtful game for its time. Okay. And then uh, Carlton responds: uh, sandbox games like Space Engineer, Banished, Civilization, etc., or games I never got around to finishing. So yeah, again, anything that. Takes a lot of time. It seems like everybody's kind of. I mean, even from the mailbag, everybody's kind of on the same page with you know if it's if it's RPGs or sandbox, yeah. you know, good way to go. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's probably a pretty common answer this time of year. Yeah, I uh, Joe Joe King also came in with uh, RPGs take a lot of the lull period away due to the large time investments required. That's how he's killing uh, time till Witcher Three. Ah. So, which is kind of funny that he's using an RPG to kill time for an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of time yeah. between between RPGs and sandbox games, you could probably just—it's going to start coming to a point where so many games of that style are going to be coming out that you could just play one RPG, finish it, play the next RPG. There's going to be no lull. Anymore. Yeah, it's just going to be one long adventure. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the same kind of thing I'm going through with with Sunset. It's just like it's. Being a sandbox team, there's just so much to do and so much to collect. I mean, like I could play that game for forever at this point. Well, that's why like. I'm having a problem right now with. I, I finished Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. I played Assassin's Creed Unity. Then I am I played Shadows of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor right after that, and want to play Sunset Overdrive, but I can't fucking do it right now. I'm just I'm burnt on sandbox, and I have Grand Theft Auto Five to play. So like four out of the like seven games. Oh, and I played Assassin's Creed Rogue as well a couple months ago too. So it was just like a string of sandbox games, and I'm sandboxed out, man. Yeah, I can't that would do it burn anymore. me out for sure. So yeah. I'm just going to the classics now. Too much sand in your shorts there. That's right. <laughs> sand in my butt crack. All right, and then on the email side of things, of course, we have an email from Songbird. She writes, uh, "Dear Technotronicorn, Goat, and Fallon Flynn." Mailbag answer. If there's anything in my backlog, that's what I'd normally go to in order to shorten the list. With how I wait for some games to go on sale and make purchases, I rarely rarely have a lull season. Songbird, I hear you there. Honestly, it depends on how the player feels like doing with their time that depends over what game to play. So speaking of backlog, I was wondering if you guys could do something for kicks. There's this place called Steam... Oh, is this where you got the idea? No, actually, completely There's this place called Steam Left, which will give you comparisons as to how long it'll take you to finish all your Steam games. Could you tell us what your results are? Songbird, it's funny that you mentioned this. Oh, yes. This must have have been in the news this week, because uh, John actually forwarded a link over to this over to our our internal uh, Gamerhead chat. And so... uh, uh, Goat doesn't have a Steam account, so he wasn't able to. Uh, well, his his answer is zero. <laughs> but, uh, but I have no backlog. His answer on Steam. is freedom. That's <laughs> what his answer is. <laughs> I, I'd like to probably say I have no Steam backlog. <sighs> yeah, Time's gonna tell him. One, one of get the you. few, sir. But um, but uh, John and I did, did it, as a matter of fact, run our numbers. Uh, so I, I'm pretty good. I, I'm not as bad as I expected. Um, so my backlog would take me 196 <laughs> continuous hours. Or eight days, four hours, and eleven minutes of gameplay to p- complete my Steam library, uh, which is the same amount of time it would take to beat The Legend of Zelda for the original NES twenty-one times. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, I, I, I've mentioned before, pretty much everything in my Steam library is everything that's been in a humble bundle. So, you know, most of those are like mm-hmm. little indie games. Not a lot of uh, sure, not a lot sure. of big time uh, time wasters in there. 
Uh, However, uh, Mr. Santiago has a little bit of a different response. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to preface this by saying that I am one of the biggest offenders of the Steam sale buys more than you can possibly play. Uh-huh. Sort of people. I'm uh-huh. so bad about this. But to be fair, I, I'm an original Steam account adopter. I got one like weeks after it, it opened up. So I mean I've had my, my Steam account for like ten years. Okay. Um so this is aggregate. Aggregate. <laughs> okay, I appreciate all your apologies. That's good. It doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, because it's still like I was curious to find out what this was. Um but I, I remember telling the guys before I sent them the image. I've been kind of scared to know what the results are, and man. So, so once again, mine was 196 hours. John, yours? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what my number is. No, 4,361 continuous hours, 181 days, 17 hours, and 48 minutes. Uh, or I could, <laughs> or I could download 20 1080p movies. On a 56k modem. <laughs> just the idea. Look, I sent shivers down my spot. I didn't know what to expect. Think about how long it used to take to download one porn image on a 56k modem. Can you 1080p movies? Fuck it. Um, here's the thing. I didn't know what to expect when I punched this number in, but when I did, I looked at it. I went blank. I blacked out. I don't remember what happened after that. I woke up on the floor of my kitchen, cradling a bottle of whiskey, drowned in my own tears. It was just... It's depressing. You don't really think about how much of your life you could spend. Now, to be realistic, at the rate that the average person actually finishes or plows through their Steam library, which I am an average person in that regard... Um, out of that 4,361 hours that are logged, I'll probably finish four of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do play Steam a lot, but it's like 20 minutes of a game here and there, and then I move on to something else. So. Now, this this might help you feel a little bit better. Just just a little. Um, the, the the backlog that I actually keep from myself, my spreadsheet of, of my like console games Charlie and everything. Charlie actually has a backlog <laughs> spreadsheet... For what he has not played and is going to be playing, it's impressive. For the for the twenty eight games that are on my backlog, um, it would take me five hundred and eighty hours to beat those games. So twenty eight games on my actual my actual backlog of games yeah. that I actually want to play and care about. Good God! Still though, yep. You know, we'll see. We'll see how many. Let's see this time next year how much that backlog has gone down. It, it won't have never. It'll yeah, go up. Maybe the number will be higher. Uh. So Sombra, you didn't you didn't tell us what your number is. Um, so so we, I, I'm interested to know that if you have a Steam account. Um, but she continues uh, c- considering how strong of a presence Winter has. Oh, real quick uh, for people that are interested, that website steamleft.com. Like how much steam do you have left? Steamleft.com. Yeah, it's really easy. All you do is punch in. Like they give you like three quarters of the URL with the mm-hmm. forward slash, and you just drop your uh, your, your, your Steam, Steam handle on yeah. your Steam ID in there, and it'll it'll calculate for you in seconds. It was really fast. Yep, D- depressingly. Fast. <laughs> oh God. The only thing I wish that they if they could have gave you a dollar amount of how much you've. No, God. <laughs> I think you could probably get that out of your actual. Oh God. Please, like your no. Purchases. I don't. Whatever that is, I can't know. I just can't know. <laughs> John's like, I'm sitting on a digital car. But at the same time, if they would tell you how much money you saved off of the normal now, retail price. see, that's price. fine. I'll see yeah. that. But if I look at how much I actually spent, my lady's going to pack my son up and go, you could have bought us a house, you asshole. Uh, the gamer's plight. Yeah. 
Uh, so, sorry, Songbird <laughs> continues, uh, considering how strong of a presence Winter has had in your location, being in uh, the Chicago land area, yes, um, I think that there are quite a number of people who would experience SAD, or Seasonal Affective Disorder. Uh, what games would you recommend to turn that sad into glad? So what games make you happy? Ooh. Goat, let's start with you. What games make me happy? <laughs> yeah. Probably the crazy, crazy, like, wrong ones. Like, Sunset Overdrive sounds like a game that would I would just yeah, love. Yeah, I believe that. That's like, a happy game. Yeah, like all the dirty, nasty, like, like stupid humor Mess games. Mess up stuff, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the the one last game that really made me happy was um, Wrath of the, of the Dead Rabbit, where I was just killing... Uh, what now? Uh, Wrath of the Death Death Rabbit, yeah. It's uh, your rabbit, and uh, <laughs> his uh, his dad's Satan, and you're going through hell with these little things, and you're just killing demons. What was this on? I don't uh, think I it was this. on a uh, 360 arcade. Huh, I missed this one. Wow. Yeah. I missed it totally yeah. off my radar. Yeah, it was just blood gore. Like, oh, perfect. It, it hilariousness. You know, these are the answers I expected from you, <laughs> John. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, look, uh, the safe answer is pretty much. Almost anything Nintendo puts out, and who's not going to be happy playing a Nintendo game, really? You know. Um, no, I'll okay. So Go is pointing uh, very, very sternly at Charlie. <laughs> um, I'll agree with that um, to a point. There are a couple Nintendo games that that either from the start, aka Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, or <laughs> la- or later that are just to me at least ridiculously hard. Like especially in um in uh in, in like Mario Galaxy Two, um that very last level. Mm. Like, um, I played through, like, the entire game, and I, I maybe died, like, maybe once or twice, and it was just because of something stupid. Like, I was pretty good at that game. So by the time I got to the very, very, very last world in Mario Galaxy 2, I had, like, 99 lives. Well, yeah, I, the, my lives counter was maxed out or whatever yeah. it was. I have three lives left. Oh by the time I God. finished that last level, I, and I was... <laughs> I've said this before. This might be my first time saying this with you in the room, but um, I'm very glad that I have a, 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 a front projector. You know, so so I so when I throw my controller at the screen, it just bounces <laughs> off the wall. I, I wish that I could just see you with an original Wii with the remote throwing it at the wall and it getting stuck right in the wall like a dart. Good God, that may or may not have happened. Um, but. Um, for the most part, yeah, Nintendo games, like you said, uh, you know, so you make so me essentially, happy, what what enjoyment you don't get out of the more recent ones is is like the uh, like uh, just basically wanna... Nintendo games dressed up like Dark Souls games. <laughs> <laughs> Difficulty yes. level. That, that's a that's a fantastic, uh, depressing description. There yes. you go. Um, yeah, it's like when I want to be happy, I don't want to play anything that frustrates me. Is what Mar- that boils down to. It's like Rock Band. I mean, like playing Rock Band and like you know any of the like you know I, I do well enough. On, I, I can I can get through levels on like the harder difficulties, but if I just want to play for fun, I'll just play like the medium, you know, the medium, uh, medium or hard, not expert, you know, like uh, on some songs, just 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 for fun, just for oh, relax. No, no. I, I feel you on that. So, yeah. I remember back when Guitar Hero Three was on shelves, and all these like these kids that were you know 10, 12 years younger than me would get on there and play the Dragon Force. That's that Dragon Force tune on oh, yeah, like yeah. expert, and I'd look at them and go, I don't want to play guitar anymore. <laughs> I'm like this game's not fun anymore. Goddamn kids. No, um, yeah, Nintendo games are always a safe bet for me, um, for the most part. Um, but, you know, like, anything that'll get a laugh out of you. You know, um, Brutal Legend is a fun game to play. Uh, look, oh, Goat just gave oh, me Stink Face. I love that game, dude. It was funny as shit. Through it. It was... I didn't like the end parts with the sort of RTS yeah. stuff that they, yeah. they sort of I... shoehorned in. That I didn't like, but the rest of the game I liked, and I liked the sense of humor for it. It was a great idea, just horribly executed. Um, Which game I missed? It, Brutal Legend. It was the one that had oh, Jack yeah, Black yeah. in it, so sort of like yeah, yeah. a bunch of metal it icons. It was supposed to be oh, yeah. awesome and like the iconic metal game. And it, was... it, it started <laughs> out better 
then it ended about three quarters of the way through. They they kind of put these really poorly designed RTS elements into it. That see, I love RTS stuff, so I actually yeah. enjoyed that part of the game. Did you? Um, really? I, I it, actually love every 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 second of Brutal. It was I love really. That. They didn't explain very well in the game what you needed to do to complete some that's, of those objectives. That's and true. That's true. And it, it was kind of un, it didn't feel balanced to me. Like I kept dying over and over in the same spots, like routinely. So, or maybe I just suck ass at the game. <laughs> but I did have fun with it. Uh, and then going far back, Parappa the Rapper, man. I guarantee you, anybody used to play that game back in the day. You remember Parappa? Yeah. That shit was hilarious, yep. man. I used yeah. to crack a laugh. Or like DDR. You know, DDR mm-hmm. is fucking fun. You know? yep. you happy go. games. Yes. Good happy games. And finally, one more question from Songbird. She asks: A large portion of gaming characters usually are around the age of adulthood. What do you think they would have done if they were bored during their childhood years or teen years? So, uh, just uh, pick a game character, just the first one that comes to mind, who's an adult. Mm-hmm. What do you think they would have been like as a kid? Uh, Solid Snake would have <clears throat> built a box fort. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he had quite a few of those. Yeah, that, that explains yeah. a lot, actually. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Goat, anything coming to mind? Uh, Bowser would have been a klepto. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can't take him to the confectionery, like all the candies in the shell. Sorry, <laughs> probably true, actually. Uh, Kirby would have been sent to Fat Kids Camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with Fat Princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, love no. at first sight. No, his his bunk, his bunkmate would have been Jigglypuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Probably all, all their <laughs> plump pink princess uh, camp. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Songbird, and everyone else that responded to our question this week. We uh, we appreciate you all, and uh, your responses are uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, appreciated, appreciated, appreciated is the word of the day. Apparently. One more time, Charlie. Yeah. Appreciated. Woo! <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, John, you got anything up uh, coming up you want to share with our listeners? Um, just the same stuff I was talking about before. You know, Views for Villains is going to be at Shock Pop Comic Con in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I did flub the dates last week, though. It's 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, I said 15th, 16th, uh, 17th, I think. Uh, or 13th, 14th, 15th. God, I fucked it up again this week. <laughs> Shock Pop Comic Con in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Are Remember you sure? like this, John. You're yes. going to pick up your new 3DS for the trip. The next day. There you go. That's right. Uh, so we're doing that. Um, you know, we're we're going to be announcing a couple of things coming up this year. Um, but other than that, you know, we're going to be we're going to be putting out a special edition of our original album, Evolve or Die, that's coming out soon. My brother's working on that right now. You know, new records coming out on um, you know Halloween, October thirty first, and uh, we're going to be doing new costumes for our characters uh, pretty soon too for that that new release. So there's a whole bunch of new things coming up for these. Is, is, this, is this an announcement, or do people know this already? We've talked about it a little bit online. Okay. As we get closer to doing that, there's going to be uh, more information about it on the VS for Villains page and on my page and stuff like that. But yeah, we're going to be doing. The new album's basically going to have... It's going to be like a post-apocalyptic concept album. And so we're going to have two sets of costumes for each character. So one that's sort of like, you know, post-apocalypse and one that's going to be sort of like just futuristic. You know what I mean? So it'll be... That whole thing will tie into the record and artwork and everything. So that'll be coming up. But it's uh, pretty much it right now. You know, just the usual stuff. Any you know any merchandise we sell, you can buy on our V's for Villain store if you guys are interested in picking any of that stuff up. So, But uh, that's it for me. And that is, uh, by the way, in case anybody's interested, the website for that is shockpopcomiccon, and that's comiccon with double C's in there, dot com. Yes, it is. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome. <laughs> just, in case, uh, just in case John's wrong with the dates again. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'm sure I'll fuck him up at least three or four. We, we've, got, we've got like three, three weeks more before we go out, out that way. I'm sure I'll fuck it up for the next three shows in a row. So, we'll see. Good. What about you? Uh, I got really nothing going on. I mean, just... The crew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shush you. <laughs> 
Um, just going to be at the VGL shows in uh, Ohio, Lorraine, Ohio, and uh, New York City the 30th and 31st of this month. So if you want to swing out there for a smashing good time, that's where I'll be. <laughs> nice. And uh, i just like to remind listeners um, that uh, Gamerhead Radio will be recording our 100th episode spectacular at Oasis Cafe in uh, West Chicago, Illinois on February 8th. Um, uh, details are still forthcoming on that as far as times and all that, but uh, we can tell you it will be a free show and that uh, we want all of you to come out and have a good time with us. Uh, it seemed like the people that joined us for our live stream tonight um, enjoyed the, their, their first taste of uh, Gamerhead Radio 2.0 Live, and so um, it seems like it's going to be a really good time. It is worth noting, too, that that Oasis Cafe show is an all-ages event, so anybody can come out yeah. and catch yes. the show. Yes, definitely. So if you want to see John script the dates live, that's the deal. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's worth it. So next week, uh, our uh, our friend from uh, Goat was on their podcast a couple months ago. Um, our friend Danny Meckler from The Living Showcase is going to be joining us. His first time uh, uh, with a Gamerhead Radio appearance, and um, we decided that uh, you know we talked a little bit about it earlier in the show, and uh, we'd like to know what you guys think about morality systems. Um, so what do you think about their implementation, about the way they've been used in various games, and then also when you're playing a game with a morality system, which way do you typically go and why? Do you go the good route? Do you go the evil route? Do you try and stay in the middle? And why do you go either way? Does it depend on the game? Is it just the way that you are? So on and so forth. Um, so uh, we'd love to know what you think about that. Just like, the, which way do you swing? <laughs> that's all. That's all I lost. Well, I was like... <laughs> maybe that's something I want to know. Do you go good? Do you go bad? Where do you hang? <laughs> Uh, I'm leaving all that in. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I don't think that pretty much. No, no uh, you know, I just wanted, I just want to say thank you to everybody that, that watched the the live stream yes, we recorded earlier yes, this definitely. evening. That was a kind of a new thing, not just for me because I'm new to the show, but you know, as I understand, for Gamerhead Radio hasn't been a lot of that. Yeah. So, thank you guys for participating in that and and uh, you know, ignoring the fact that there were multiple cats and dogs. Yeah, Dog, I, know, uh, I know what you're talking about. See, he's keeping it real, man. So, <laughs> so thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, you um, you will be able to f- currently, I guess, for the next two weeks or so, you can find uh, you can find that on Twitch. But I guess they are only holding stuff for like two weeks now, and so it will be on YouTube on our YouTube account at uh, GamerHeadRadio. Uh, I'm sorry, at YouTube.com/backslash/GamerHeadRadio. If it isn't there already, it should be. Um, but uh, but yeah. So with all that being said, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com. At facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio, at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio, and on Twitter at gamerheadradio.com, where I'm at TEK Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926 Gamer. You can make like our friend Danny Wasco from a couple weeks ago and leave us a joke. That'd be fantastic. Uh, download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Twitch, YouTube, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with all that being said, thanks for listening. This has been Gamerhead Radio.
Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. There you go. Now you, you have got a it. drumstick and your brain stops. <laughs> Watch the next files with no lights on. Went all, the way, all the way back to the bare naked ladies. You know, the smoking man's in this one. <laughs> like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Mike, please keep doing <laughs> it. Please just. <laughs> like what brought that trip. on? Um, Pandora? No, a recent episode of How I Met Your Mother, as a matter of fact. Oh. I love How I Met Your Mother. I saw the episode where he remet the slutty pumpkin. Which <laughs> That's was, um, right, the slutty pumpkin! With Katie Holmes. That's right. And she's, they were singing, that was their song, whatever. Um, I just watched that last night, and so that, that song's been in my head. Yeah, I just started rewatching Friends because they put all 10 seasons of it on Netflix, and so it's hard for me to avoid that one. <laughs> Goat's like, no. Goat, what's the comes are you watching these days? We, we, we watch very different things, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back through the Family Guy 12 seasons on Netflix. As no, no, I'm watching the 12th season of that right now, too. I watch Family Guy, too. And then uh, I still, I'm still working on the season two of Orange is the New Black. Hey, Brian. Good show. I love that show. Really good show. So many naked boobs. Do you watch House of Cards? Oh, uh, that, that, that no, no there's not as many boobs in House of Cards, I've heard. I have not seen it, but That's I hear true. amazing things. I it's hear it's fantastic. fantastic. Michelle, Michelle and I hadn't gotten into it until like a, like a couple weeks ago, and then we binge-watched all two seasons that are out. And then the third season comes out um, end of February, I think. Megan mm. and I just finished watching Legend of Korra, and we're watching Farscape. Nice. Yeah. Did you watch Avatar? I love Avatar. Oh, God, I love it so much. So underrated. Wow. You Are you an anime fan or just... I am an anime fan. Okay. I don't get to watch as much of it as I used to, but I, I love animation I in general. I have a shit ton of anime now, so oh, I don't borrow anything. Um, uh, dude, you're going to love it at these anime cons when we start booking.